joining us. He is an author. He is the play-by-play uh, individual for the Lansing Lugnuts, and he covered... Vlad Guerrero Jr. back in 2017, where Vlad, 71 games, hit about 316. It is Jesse Goldberg Strassler. Jesse, thanks so much for joining the show today. Hey, thank you very much for having me. Vlad geeked me several times last year. He has a habit of faking catching pop-ups while somebody else is catching the real one. Wait, wait, say that again? So, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., when there's a pop-up going anywhere else in the infield, specifically towards short, he'll get underneath an imaginary pop-up at third base and catch that one, too. Why does he, okay, I did not expect this interview to start here, but now we're going to go here. Um, wh- why would he do this? The man is pure joy. Whatever he can do to mess with anybody else on the field, he really? will. That's, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean th- that's much more joyful than when A-Rod was rounding third and yelled, ha, to, uh, to, to confuse the Blue Jays. This is certainly a much more joyful version of that. Oh, no. He messes with his teammates. The other team he has good fun with, he treats them with great respect, with a tap for the catcher, a tap for the umpire, a tip for the cap. But his own guys, no, he has fun with them. All right, well, let's go into a little more detail here, because I was going back and reading an interview uh, that you did, and this was in May in 2017, and you were asked about, about Vlad, and you said he's lovable, an 18-year-old with a bona fide, who's a bona fide celebrity, autographs, uh, you know, he does that, well-liked teammate, loves playing baseball, and is aspiring to reach the highest level, wanting to be just as good or better than his father. That'd be remarkable. What was Vlad Guerrero Jr.? You sort of, you, you sort of hinted at it. What was Vlad like back in May of 2017? Well, one thing that I resist when people call him this, people will say, oh, he's an adult in an 18-year-old's body, now 19. No, no, no 18-year-olds are not a- an adult. I know what I was like at, at, at 18. <laughs> I was barely functionable. And he still is. He's a 19-year-old. He's a big kid rolling around doing whatever he feels like it. When he runs around the bases, he's like a horse somebody let out of the barn. It's just he's the Terminator at home plate. It's, yeah, you know, it's, it's remarkable to just, because, because Vlad has sort of been in our conversation since a lot of last year, and part of it's because just Guerrero, his performance that you saw was so good, and because the Jays have become so irrelevant, he's become such a part of the sports conversation here in Toronto, we sort of forget the fact that he is still a couple years away from being able to legally purchase a beer in Buffalo. Well, it strikes me as a bit of the LeBron James conversation where when he came up as a high schooler, he was greeted with so much hype that you thought, okay, there's no way he measures up. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has been hyped since he was 13 or 14. When he was signed as an international free agent, he was the number one free agent on the market, and the Jays had to trade a couple of guys to the Dodgers to get enough money to even sign him. So the fact that he's not only been able to measure up to that, I see a number of prospect analysts who say, I thought he was great. Turns out I underrated him. That's what I saw was a player who continually adjusted, improved, developed, and destroyed the pitching he faced. Well, let's get into that a little bit. Again, Jesse Goldberg-Strassler, who's the play-by-play guy for the Lansing Lugnuts. Um, what did he look like at the? What did he look like at the plate when you saw him in 2017? And then the follow-up afterwards is going to be how different does he look now versus when you first saw him back uh, a couple years ago. Well, I can actually go back to 2016 because they stationed Vlad with us at the end of his Bluefield Blue Jays season. Not on the official roster. They just wanted him to take at-bats with us. So he was in the batting cage. He was taking BP. And he had big braces, a big head of hair, and a big smile. And his English was not good. His English now is a lot better, although he doesn't like to let it on. He understands 
still not comfortable as much talking. But in general, he was just up there taking wild swings. And then the next year when he came back in, he was a little bit trimmer. He was a better defender. And at the plate, he continued to recognize exactly what pitchers were doing to him. So in the first at-bat, you could get him out with a slider low and away. And his second time up, he had taken that away from you. It was in that bat he had against a big prospect for the Rays system out in Bowling Green where the pitcher got him strike one, strike two, identical pitches low and away. He took ball one a little bit lower, a little bit farther outside. And then on the one-two, the pitcher tried to go back to it, and he hit it off the video board above the right field wall. And what do you see from him now? What I see from him now is a, a player who continues to develop, who continues to progress. What the Blue Jays have done with the way that they've brought him up, and I know that there's been frustration that it's been slower perhaps than a lot of folks would like. But in Dunedin last year, he struggled when he first arrived, and then he adjusted to the way that they were pitching him. And then he took his lumps in Winderball in the Dominican League. If you look at his numbers, they're not as great, but that, again, is him taking on older pitching. So that when he was ready for double-A, double-A was easier than winter ball, that he continues to evolve as a batter. And the great thing when you hear about that, if you, when you read between the lines, is often when we see greatness, we just assume talent, and we forget the work involved. And just listening to you talk about it, if you, if when a player adjusts, there's a lot of mental work that goes into that. There's a lot of study and going for, you know, playing a lot of winter ball and then playing double A. Uh, it, it reminds me a little bit of DeMar DeRozan, who was a self-made star who had to work really hard to get to the level where he's at. Well, it's all about the level that the player is aspiring to for DeMar or for Vladdy. And I think back to my quote that you just read, that came from me asking him, how good do you want to be? Mm-hmm. And he told me, better than my dad. And he said that in no uncertain terms. He knew exactly how good his father was, and he wants to be exactly as good or better of a hitter than his father. Lansing Lugnuts, play-by-play man, Jesse Goldberg-Strasser, join us here on, on uh, TSN 1050. Is Vlad Guerrero Jr., is he ready for the majors? I think that there are going to be certain aspects that he is not, but the bat is ready right now. People are concerned about, uh, and I shouldn't know. I'm gonna let me rephrase. It's not people are concerned, but it's when it's part of the conversation. And I always hate getting into someone's physicality, especially a 19 year old. Uh, but there are people that are worried that you know that he is not your slim, trim sort of player. Is that a overrated concern? Uh, he needs to continue to stay in shape. You don't want it to get worse. That's something that he's been improving on, especially because he's so young that it can improve his mobility. He's not slow. He could get faster if he got trimmer. He could become a better range defender if he got trimmer. So, no, I think that's something that needs to be watched, but I don't think it should be a huge concern right now. What about Bo Bichette in terms of the ceiling, uh, the ceiling for him and just what kind of impact could he have with the Blue Jays in the next uh, one to three years? I would like for Bo to be removed from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. comparisons because yep. not only are they two different guys, Vladdy clearly is something else. Bo is a special player in his own right, and he's doing exactly as we'd expect a 20-year-old who's good to be doing up in double-A. Double-A is tough, and so he was challenged up in April and May. His average sunk down as pitchers started to adjust. Then he got a little bit tired. Now he's gotten his second wind, and now he's straightened things out, and I'd say batting 270, he's shown off speed, he's shown off pop, and he's shown off great defense. I think he's progressing exactly as the Jays would want, and he projects to be a major league regular and probably an all-star regular a couple of years down the road. Hey, Jesse, before we let you go, do you have a favorite team name? Because you, of course, are part of the Lansing Lugnuts, and 
You know, recent trades with the Blue Jays have brought in guys from the Reading Fighting Pigs, the Lehigh Valley Iron Pig, or Fighting Phils, excuse me, the Reading Fighting Phils, the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. Do you have a favorite team name out there? I, I think the Everett Aqua Sox playing on Red Sox, White Sox, I've always enjoyed, especially since they're near the water. The, the worst Aqua is the Quad Cities River Bandits, which is a name that you cannot get out in a hurry. The Quad River, wait, say that again? The Quad Cities, which, by the way, is a group of five cities, not four. <laughs> quad Cities River Bandits. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. And um, help me out with this, because I'm not good at math. Quad means four, right? <laughs> quad does mean four. Okay, and it's for a five cities uh, borough that uh, represents that team. Exactly. Uh, okay, I guess, so they can't change it to the quid cities, I guess. Uh, Jesse, really appreciate uh, you joining us on the show and giving uh, perspective because, and I bet you've been talking a lot more, uh, a lot more of it in the last year because the biggest story for Toronto for baseball in this area is Vlad Guerrero Jr. Well, you think about a movie critic and how much they delight in a good movie coming out. Yeah. Baseball people should delight in a great baseball player coming up. So right now, though, he represents like when you see that really cool preview. And you're like, oh, I can't wait for that to come out. He's the future of baseball coming next summer. Over on, how many games does he play in September for Toronto? For the main, oh, you for know the... what? If they wanted to give him a week, two weeks, that would be enjoyable. But right now, let's see how he plays in AAA after more than one day. He's going to have to adjust to AAA, too. How dare you end the interview with a reasonable answer versus <laughs> he needs to be brought up right now and he should be hitting leadoff and get five at-bats per game and maybe two innings of bullpen work as well. Wait till next May and June. Wait. That's not our job. Hey, Jesse, really appreciate <laughs> that. That's great. Thanks so much, sir. Thank you. That is Jesse Goldberg-Strasser, the play-by-play voice for the Lansing Lugnuts.